Writing copy for an ad campaign is hard work, but writing compelling copy for an ad campaign is even harder. If you want to attract more patients to your practice from your online advertising, you need to connect with prospective patients and get them to take action. On this week's episode of the Medical Marketing Podcast, we'll show you how to supercharge your ad campaigns with these four psychological tips to improve your ad copy. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Medical Marketing Podcast, the show where we give you actionable tips and advice to help improve your practice marketing, grow revenue, and take patient experience to the next level. I'm your host, Crawford Ifland, and today we're going to be discussing how to write more compelling ad copy using insights from psychology. First up, value propositions. Let's dive in. Every marketer knows about value propositions, but too few marketers pay enough attention to how to correctly frame their value proposition in their advertisements. The problem is that too many advertisers think they're selling a product or a service, but that's wrong. Let me say that again. As an advertiser, you are not selling a product. You're not selling a service. You're selling people a better version of themselves. That's why patients are choosing you, because deep down, they believe that you can actually provide them with a better life in some way. If you want your ads to be effective, you need to get patients to believe that you can help them be a better version of themselves. And that's where your value proposition comes in. Too many advertisers focus on the features of a product rather than the benefits that it actually provides. And even when they do remember to focus on the benefits, they often fail to frame those benefits in concrete terms that patients will actually remember. If you want your ads to be effective, you need to do two things. Number one, you need to explicitly state the pain point that people are experiencing. And number two, you need to explicitly state what people will be able to do thanks to choosing you. Let's say you're a cataract surgeon. Your ads shouldn't focus on that cool, fancy eczema laser you use or on your decades of experience, because for the most part, patients don't really care about that. Instead, you should focus on the benefits that patients will receive when they choose to have cataract surgery with you. See, it's not about removing cataracts. That just makes for a bad ad. Instead, it's about seeing clearly again. See the difference? But honestly, we can go a step further than that. It's not just about seeing clearly again. It's about allowing a cataract patient to see their grandson's baseball game. See how that works? Just by changing a few words, you've turned a simple service that seems like a commodity, removing cataracts, into a transformative experience that actually changes a patient's life. Oh, Dr. So-and-so gave me the freedom to enjoy watching my grandson's t-ball game. I can see it again. So whatever you do, don't forget the value proposition in your advertisements and never frame it in terms of yourself or what you provide. Focus on the patient and what they stand to gain and your advertisements will be much more effective. The next psychological principle we'll explore is loss aversion. (laughs) 
One of the most powerful psychological tendencies of the human mind is loss aversion. The desire to minimize risk and reduce loss by whatever means necessary. It's been well documented by psychological studies for decades that the human brain desires to minimize loss much more than it actually desires to maximize gain. The principle of loss aversion is powerful knowledge that you can use in your advertisements. Now, you might have heard loss aversion referred to by another name, FOMO, or the fear of missing out. And just like you need to explicitly state what people will be able to do if they choose you, you also need to appeal to loss aversion by explicitly stating what they won't be able to do if they fail to choose you. There are plenty of ways that you can exploit loss aversion to make sure your ads are more effective. But one of the best ways to appeal to people's FOMO is by using urgency. Now, you see this all the time in advertising. Limited time offers, flash sales, and other techniques that incite an immediate response before the buyer has much time to think twice. But there are two types of urgency that you can create, and one is much more subtle than the other. The first type of urgency is what we all think about. It's called real urgency. This is when there truly is a flash sale or a limited time offer that will actually run out. If you find yourself saying, while supplies last at the end of your advertisement, you've probably got real urgency on your hands. But the other type of urgency is more subtle. It's called implied urgency. Implied urgency is when there isn't a hard deadline or a limited supply of something, but rather when you use language to imply that time is of the essence. Using words like book now or schedule your appointment today in your ads, while subtle, are uses of implied urgency that can incite a response. If you really think about it, there often isn't a strong reason for a patient to book their appointment at that very moment. Chances are there will still be appointments available the next week or the week after that. When you take a step back, urging the patient to book immediately isn't very rational, but just using that language can incite a response thanks to loss aversion and the fear of missing out. And so, it's incredibly effective. Next up, we'll take a look at headlines and why they're so important in your advertising. Okay, so everybody knows that the headlines of your ads are important. Headlines are attention grabbing. It's the first thing a patient will see. So at first glance, this advice sounds a little trite, but there's something else happening here that makes headlines way more important than you might realize. There's an important psychological concept called the serial position effect. The serial position effect has proven that when we're given a long list of information, we tend to recall the very first item in a list as well as the very last item in the list. And we're more likely to forget about the stuff in the middle. So what does this tell us about ad copy? Well, your headlines and the end of your ads are incredibly important. Just think about all of those as seen on TV commercials. They might be cringy advertisements for terrible products, but the ads themselves are really effective. Why? Because they do two things very, very well. They always start off with an attention-grabbing headline, something that just compels you to watch. And number two, they finish by repeating their call to action really, really well. 
Now, these advertisers know that you'll only remember the beginning and the end of their advertisements, thanks to the serial position effect. So what do they do? They grab your attention quickly, and then they end the commercial by repeating that 1-800 number like 87 times. Now, it might seem annoying, and I'm not suggesting that you repeat your phone number as often as they do at the end of your ads, but those commercials are incredibly effective. And I'm also not saying that you shouldn't focus on the middle part of your ad copy. It's still important. But when you pay a little extra attention to your headlines and your calls to action at the end of your ads, you can appeal to the serial position effect and make your ads much more effective. The final thing we'll explore is how you can turn generic claims into concrete images that your patients will remember. When I look at mini advertisements, I see two big problems. First off, mini ads make some outlandish claim that couldn't possibly be true. But on the flip side of that, there's another problem. They might make an overly generic claim that lacks real concrete evidence. Now, many advertisers are attuned to the first problem. They know that they can't make claims that are too outlandish, or patients will spot it from a mile away. If it seems too good to be true, it probably is, and so they stay away. But too many advertisers fall victim to the second problem. They make generic claims that sound good at first, but they actually lack the clarity that patients need and want. The good news is that there's an easy way to fix this. Oftentimes, the magic ingredient is either to add a number or tell a story. Rather than saying, well, someone from our practice will reach out soon, put a number on it. Tell patients they can expect a reply within 24 hours, or better yet, within the next 60 minutes. Rather than saying, our patients love us, again, put a number on it. Say, we've performed 1,547 surgeries for happy patients this year alone. It makes it so much more concrete. Another way to offer concrete images is to use social proof. Get those satisfied patients to do video testimonials for your practice or write a review online. These are hard, concrete numbers and stories that you can use in your ads to show prospective patients how wonderful of an experience that other patients have had with your practice. And also, if you need to convey a percentage in your ads, don't actually use a percentage. Always frame it in terms of real people. Humans tend to have a hard time framing percentages in the correct way. I mean, what exactly does 82% look like in real life? But when you reframe that and you say four out of five people, that evokes a mental picture that people can easily imagine. That's another way to help your patients understand your claim and put it in concrete terms that they can relate to. At the end of the day, writing compelling copy for your marketing and advertising is still hard work. But by knowing some of the intricate ways that the human brain works, and by using them to your advantage, you can improve the effectiveness of your ads and attract more patients to your practice. Well, that's all for today's episode of the Medical Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening. 
You can subscribe to the podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. And if you enjoy the show, please let us know by just taking a few seconds to write a review on Apple Podcasts. As always, we'll have a link in the show notes. Next week, we'll take a look at a controversial issue surrounding Apple and how changes to their upcoming operating systems could affect your practice's ability to understand how patients are using your website and interacting with your marketing. We'll explore what Apple is doing with their intelligent tracking prevention software and how other big tech leaders are responding and ultimately what these changes could mean for your practice's ability to do marketing effectively. It's gonna be a great episode, so you won't wanna miss it. And if you want more practice marketing resources, check out our website at www.messenger.md. We're always sharing helpful tips and know-how to help improve your practice marketing, grow revenue, and take patient experience to the next level. That's all for today's episode. I'm Crawford Ifland. See you next time.